The tonight's reading is taken from Galatians chapter 6, verses 11 to 18, and that can be found on page 1172 of the Church Bible. That's Galatians 6, 11 to 18, page 1172 of the Blue Pew Bible. See what large letters I use as I write to you with my own hand. Those who want to impress people by means of the flesh are trying to compel you to be circumcised. The only reason they do this is to avoid being persecuted for the cross of Christ. Not even those who are circumcised keep the law. Yet they want you to be circumcised that they may boast about your circumcision in the flesh. May may I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What counts is the new creation. Peace and mercy to all who follow this rule, to the Israel of God. From now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Brothers and sisters, amen. This is the word of the Lord. Um, we do three uh, ministries. One is uh, uh, the pastoral ministry, and the other is the uh, the media ministry. And the third one is um, uh, very important. Um, I really love it to do it uh, because these are the people. Uh, they are lovely people. Love God. Um, uh, they sing, uh, they read the word, I mean, they can't read, they listen to the word. Um, but they are living like a slaves from their third and fourth generations. They are people working at brick kiln uh, factories. And I have... Uh, seen one side when uh, in the evening they were having their wages. Because at Brickham factories, every family has to make 1,000 bricks against the 1,000 rupees, which is four or five pounds. And four people can make 1,000 bricks uh, in a day. If there are two people, they can't make, so they can earn little. So, and that is why they are still having money from the brick owners, and they are under debt. And they are under debt from their third and fourth generations, and they can't be redeemed by any means, because it's a big amount. 
In the evening, when they finished the job, the manager of the brick kiln, he was having a bundle of uh, a thousandth note, and he is giving one thousand to each family. <clears throat> and these people had worked from morning to evening to earn one thousand rupees in the evening while they have finished their one thousand bricks. And when the manager was distributing this money, there was a son of the manager there. And when he gave money to the labor, to the, to the people, and his son asked the same amount of money. And from that bundle, son was about 10, 11 years old, he took 1,000 notes and gave to his son. And the thing to meditate is, this young lad hasn't done anything. I mean, these people, they have working from morning to evening, four people, and they are getting 1,000 rupees for one family. And the, the son of the manager is received without doing anything. And why is it? Because he is the son of the manager. So the theme in Galatians runs like this. The people under the law, they are laboring to earn the salvation. But the sons just believe in Jesus. And without doing anything, you can get the money. So, I enjoyed this letter because I personally started in January in my pastor's fellowship. I have done four chapters. So, when I go back, I will start chapter five and six. So I don't have to prepare the last passage, so I've already done here. Uh, this is good help. Um, I visited my friend in Chippenham, and he told me, so he's also doing the Galatians. And here, you are finishing today. So this is God's plan to put Galatians in people's heart, and the pastor's heart, because... The epistles to the Galatians is giving us an ideal example of our pastoral ministry. Faithful pastoral ministry is enduring suffering, not dishing it out. So faithful pastoral ministry is taught here in this letter, which is quite helpful. And the second thing we see in this uh, letter, this letter is making clear that how the true gospel ministry 
is distinguished from the false and fleshly ministry. This letter is making this very clear. So how the true gospel stands distinguished from the false and fleshly ministries. And this letter had been really blessing, so blessed source of the reformation of the church and the lives of the people, believers. And you know, Luther used the same letter in the 16th century to reform the church. So, letter to Galatians is quite helpful to reform the church and the lives of the believers. It has great impact on our lives. Let us see the text because this passage is the last passage. And uh, actually, this passage giving me two points to preach. And because I'm corn healer, so I will make three points. <laughs> you know. So generally, it is boasting in the cross of Christ, number one, and bearing the marks of Jesus. So we have two points. Let us make the third one as well. If we see the verse 11, see with what large letters I, have, I am writing to you with my own hands. Why Paul is writing this verse 11? Why in large letters he is writing himself? Maybe there are three reasons behind this verse. One reason is because he is summing up the whole letter and he thinks it is very important to put a summary of the letter and he is writing this whole paragraph in bold print. Usually in all letters he dictate to the scribes to write and just leave the signatures at the end of the letter. But Galatians, he doesn't give the signatures only. He's written the whole paragraph. And he is so overwhelmed with the love of Galatians. And maybe anxiety as well. But he is in the Galatians, he's in love and he is writing in bold letter to make it important because there are final instructions, warnings he's giving to the Galatians. In what large letters I'm writing in my own handwriting. The second reason is Paul was not used to exercise the pen. He was not used to, and uh, this was uh, uh, 
the only thing he could do so he can use the pen like this. So he was not in exercise to using the pen and he's writing like this. And the third reason is, which is uh, mostly people agree, Paul was persecuted many times and he was hit in his brain. And many times, blinding headache was on him and he was not able to see and that can be a one reason so because he couldn't see properly his eyes was not working well and he is using the bold print to write this paragraph from 11 to 18 Verses 12 to 16 is boasting in the cross of Christ. But if we see the verse 12 and 13, it is those who want to make a good showing in the flesh who would force you to be circumcised and only in that they may not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. The Jewish religion was acknowledged and accepted by the Romans. And whatever they do, the Romans, they believed. But if they are circumcised, so they are saved from the Jews and from the Roman law. So they are avoiding this persecution because as Christian, Paul says, no circumcisions. Because the false teacher, they were bringing back these people who have given their lives to Jesus, they accepted Jesus as their personal savior, and they have left the law, and they have become under grace, which was quite easy one. And if they are, if they were circumcised, they were being persecuted. And these teachers of the law, they are using this reason. So if you are circumcised, you will be saved. I mean, you will not be persecuted. Because you will be accepted by the Jews and you will be accepted by the Romans. To avoid persecution they were encouraging them to leave the gospel of grace and to the gospel of the law so Paul has introduced the gospel of grace and grace is the main theme runs through the whole letter the second reason these false teachers they were giving them to be circumcised 
But if you are circumcised, you are approved by God. Because by your circumcision, you are a member of the covenant family, Abrahamic family. Because you are entered into Abrahamic covenant due to this circumcisions. And they were proud of that. And they were boasting. And this was the second reason they were asking and encouraging people to be circumcised. And third thing, the false teacher, they were boasting to have the people of the grace to keep them under their legalistic authority. So they were quite proud of, so we have, because they themselves, they were not exercising all these things, but they wanted everybody to exercise the law. But here, they are boasting that they are keeping these people under the legalistic slavery. And Paul encountered them in verse 14 and 15. He says, But far be it from me to boast except in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. And then he makes the final statement. For neither circumcisions counts for anything nor uncircumcisions, but a new creation. But the new creation to believe in Christ, we are the new creation. So Paul has made it clear, so circumcision and un uncircumcision is nothing. It's just believe in Jesus Christ as a Savior. That he died for us on the cross. Verse 16. And as for all who walk this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israelite, Israel of God. So the one who is under the grace, so he can enjoy the Jesus' blessings. So he is enjoying the peace and the mercy upon them and upon the Israel of God. So if we believe Jesus crucified, we are under the grace because we are saved by grace as Romans 2, 8, 9, 10. And Ephesians 2, 8, 9, 10, yeah. So we are saved by grace. So here, if we are under this grace, 
we are not only saved, but we are at peace. And we are under the mercy of God and Israel of God. Bearing the marks of Jesus, verse 17 and 18. From now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. There are a couple of things to to focus on these verses. These false teachers, they were imposing, they were imposing the marks to others. But Paul is having the marks on his own body. And that's the true gospel. That's the true pastoral ministry. So not putting the people in trouble, but he has marks of Jesus on his own body. And his suffering for the believers, for the church, is well mentioned in the Bible. So how he was treated as a believer, as a pastor. And he is having the marks of Jesus on his body. And he is also remembering the suffering of Jesus in his body as well. The suffering on the cross. When we share the sufferings, when we suffer for the Lord, it is somehow the linking with the suffering of Lord Jesus Christ. So if we suffer, we suffer for the Lord. And our suffering is also a contribution towards the suffering of Christ. I mean, this is a contribution. We are, we are not suffering for, like we are suffering for the Lord and remembering that Jesus is suffering on the cross. So as compared to his suffering, we believe we are proud to suffer. When I was interrogated last year by the people, they said, can you stop this YouTube thing? I said, no. And I told them, so you kill me. So if you kill me, no problem. Because I'm ready to be killed. Because all disciples of Jesus except John they were persecuted and killed. So in Pakistan, if you're not willing to die, you can't serve the Lord. You have to be on that scale. So you have to be bold enough 
and to stand for the gospel. Otherwise, you can't serve. We have always threats. But, I mean, I have not seen any proper time for the gospel. The gospel is always preached in challenges. So, we are in Pakistan to be witness. And our suffering, we are not scared. Our suffering is for the Lord to be witness, to be his witness. Paul is giving another picture of these marks because in those days, the mostly slaves, they were known by the mark of their master on their body. The slaves, they were having mark of the master to whom they are serving. Who is their master? And here, Paul is telling us, I am a slave to whom I serve. I am a slave. And I have his mark on my body so I can show to whom I belong to, to whom I serve, to whom I am, for whom I am living. From now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. Verse 18, if you put the letter to the Galatians in any squeezer and squeeze it, and this verse 18 will come out. This is the last verse because he starts with the grace and he finishes with the grace. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers. The grace does matter for Paul. I mean, in the whole letter, the grace is the main message through the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. But that is the grace. So we are not under the law. We have marks of Jesus on our body. We serve him. We are ready to be persecuted, ready to die. But we enjoy peace, love, hope because we are saved by the grace. We are under the grace. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Wasim. Thank you. Forbid it, Lord, that I should boast, save in the death of Christ my God. With the whole realm of nature mine, that were an offering far too small.
Let's stand to sing when I survey the wondrous cross. <laughs>